Hey, hey, Stay, how's it going? Ah, yeah, good, good. How's it going? How's the weather in Salt Lake? <laughs> Pretty warm. I finally started being able to wear like shorts when I walked to the gym and not be like freezing. <laughs> okay, that's good. Yeah. Is it yeah. springy? It's not spring yet. Like there's no, uh, no like buds on any of the trees, but we usually, we usually get spring by like the second week of April. It's kind of like when the cherry blossoms generally bloom. Okay. So that's yeah. It's, we're, we're not sure if that's going to happen this year because it's already seems, uh, like it should have been happening already. So we'll see. Okay. That's late. I mean, in London, they're already full in full bloom. Oh yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah. That would, that would be nice. I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, yeah, a different season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Me too. <laughs> it's been a long winter. <laughs> <laughs> how's, uh, how's your la last week been? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. It's starting to finally get a bit hotter. Uh, yeah. Went outside and yeah, I've been working on stuff. <laughs> Good to finally be here on hardcover number seven. Is it our seventh one? Um, let's see. Eighth. Eight. <laughs> All right. Oh, wow. Okay. That's yeah. nice. Hardcover number eight. Nice. <laughs> What do you have in plan for, for today? What should we chat about or what should we attempt <laughs> building? So, um, what I'm thinking would be good to chat about is around like book data, organizational structures. So mm -hmm. this is something I've been thinking about kind of since hardcover started is like, where's our book data coming from? How do we enhance it with data from external providers, how do we enhance it with the community in a way that is going to allow us to have different types of book data from um, like widely publicized books to, you know, potentially if we decide we want to do like um, fan fiction or something like that, or even, um, yeah, I'm not sure where, where the, the limit is. Like would a, an article that someone posts on a website be something i'm not really going that far down more like so i think for for the context of today it's more like things that are published as a as an entity that call themselves a book in some form <laughs> okay that sounds great yeah it's a really interesting topic and uh yeah we've kind of approached it from uh several directions or like tangentially or however it's called like uh we've taken steps at it, but yeah, it feels like we've never like did, uh, delved deep into, into the subject. So yeah, that sounds exciting. Yeah. So, uh, what I started trying to do this past week was kind of like start outlining what the next phase of our like book data is gonna, gonna look like, um, in terms of like what we, what we tackle for it. And let me kind of give you the, the pitch on what I'm thinking and you can kind of let yeah. me know what you think about this idea. Yeah. So, uh, so right now on hardcover, the only things that you can do to create a book are, um, let us know like the Goodreads ID or the ISBN and we'll go and fetch that book from an external provider and add it to our system. Or you can just search for a book and we'll probably pull it in from Google books as part of that search. So those are like the two ways of adding new books. And I feel like that's kind of been working. Like, I don't feel like, I don't feel like we need to start allowing people to add books from other means just yet. Like, as I think if, if we have those two solid, then being able to just like add a book without an ISBN is kind of putting us down a, a little bit more, more future path for us. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm good kind of limiting it to books with an ISBN for, for at least today. Yeah. Well, that's a good threshold. Uh, I mean, yeah. you gotta have an ISBN. I've, uh, published magazines and you know, it's pretty easy to get one ISBN. So 
yeah, that should be a good, you know, uh, yeah, threshold to judge a book by its ISBN. Yeah. So what I'm thinking we focus on next is how we kind of fill in the gaps of what information is available about each edition, because each ISBN is referring to like a specific edition of a book. And so for instance, you know, we have, um, you know, Hunger Games, that's, that's a book. And there are many different editions of that book, each with its own ISBN. Like the audiobook has an, has an ISBN, the hardcover book, the ebook. And right now we have no way for readers to help like fill in the gaps about the data for each of those editions. So for instance, if we're missing the page count for one of those, there's no kind of clear way for people to help, help us get that data into hardcover. So that's kind of like the, the problem that I feel like we're, we're kind of solving with this phase is how we, how we, uh, fill in the gaps in our, in our book data with people from the community. Mm -hmm. And, and so kind of what I'm thinking and imagining is, um, let me jump over to Figma here and I'll, I'll share my screen. Perfect. Just let me know what page you're on and I can actually follow you. Okay. Yeah, I got you. Okay. Let's see. Screen, um, Chrome tab Figma. There you go. Right. So, uh, this, this is kind of where I was like starting to figure out like what new pages we need on hardcover to support some kind of editing functionality. And then I'll get into like what that editing functionality could potentially look like. Um, so these are like the things on hardcover that would need to be editable. <laughs> okay. And so, yeah, we need to edit books, authors, series, uh, editions, and pretty much like all of these ones, like books, authors, series, they would also have the ability to like see the, the history. So kind of what I was envisioning when I was like thinking about this is like, who should be able to edit something on, on hardcover? Like, is it, mm -hmm. is it admins? Is it librarians with a specific role that we've like, um, granted access to this or should it be just like anyone who is using hardcover? Yeah, that's really interesting. Goodreads has a 100,000 reader army of librarians, which is kind of weird because they're offering free work to basically the Bezos empire. Uh, but at the same time, this is because uh, there's no source of real, real good book data out there. So you kind of have to go there to, you know, keep your favorite book or edition updated. Um, and that's only available to librarians. So last, uh, in our last hardcover, in hardcover number seven, actually, yeah, we're talking about actually having it available Wikipedia style to everyone who is on the platform. Uh, and I still thought, you know, a weekend that's pretty interesting. I mean, uh, yeah, it sounded scandalous in a good way when you said it first, uh, but uh having you know one week for it to settle i think it's actually like a really good approach what do you think about that one week in yeah i i'm even more excited about it now the more i think about it i think the 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 easy part is making everything editable by everything by everyone <laughs> like if, okay. if 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 everyone's a good person and people only make positive edits then it's like the easiest problem in the world to solve. We just make everything editable. But uh, yeah, getting it to the point where we're preventing against spam, we're preventing against uh, people who are uh, intentionally putting bad information or maybe intentionally putting or unintentionally putting bad information and they don't even realize that 
they're putting in something that's not standard or not good and how we handle those cases, I think it is going to be kind of the, the most difficult part um, because Wikipedia has kind of like Goodreads. They have an army of um, editors and moderators who are going through and checking what has been most recently edited and verifying that it's, it's good or not. Um, so how we figure, how we solve that problem without having a huge editorial team is I think going to be our biggest kind of thing to solve in this setup. Yeah, that sounds great. Uh, I mean, it's a great problem to solve and, uh, yeah, like you said, the, the, the hurdle is like, how are we going to do that without having that number of, uh, uh, editors verifying everything so that it's also like something that, uh, happens frequently or as frequently as possible for each book that has missing info. Uh, and my question would be like, uh, do you think it's a matter of uh, like uh, how many people are actually, you know, having eyes on that certain certain book? Because uh, obviously our assumption here is that each book has enough fans uh, that can, who, who can spot uh, things that are inaccurate with it, uh, right? Um, yeah. That, that, yeah, having, having like someone look over it. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, it's good that our information is verifiable. So we only, uh, apart from uh, the description, which is obviously uh, subjective, uh, because you can focus on certain things. Uh, the info we have here is pretty, uh, you know, undebatable, I guess. So, but it is the, the page count, the ISBN, they're not things, you know, right. which are up for debate. So that's kind of like a, an advantage in our court, I guess. Yeah. That kind of made me think that there are going to be fields that are maybe like locked and not editable and certain fields, or maybe they're only editable by like admins or like a higher up role, like a librarian, like, <laughs> because like you might have a book with two ISBNs, like an ISBN 10 and an ISB 13. And then you have another book um, with an ISBN 10 and you realize that the ISBN 13 from this first book should be on the second book. So it's like, it's not so much that the data is wrong. It's that it needs to be moved from like one place to another. And those kinds of situations are kind of like, uh, kind of on the, on that gray area where we, where we, uh, probably don't want to even allow it to be edited most of the time, but we need it to be editable. Like for that, those, those specific cases. Okay. That's good. I mean, we're covering like a, a, a key, a, a key, you know, aspect to it. How about, I mean, why wouldn't that be editable? Is it like a technical thing that's going on? Does it have to do with the way we associate it with an ID or something? I think, I think, uh, yeah, I think one, one, one thing that, um, comes to mind for me is that if we, if we have an association of an addition to like, it's, it's Google book record, then we're able to know this, this edition has this ISBN. That's like a fact in our system. Um, but maybe if we don't have a tie to some external data about the book, then the ISBN would be editable. Okay. So it's like, so if it's like not verified, then we can allow it to be editable. And maybe we do okay. that for like all the fields. Like we do that for page count. Like if, if we know the page count from Google books, then we don't allow it to be editable. Okay. That sounds good. So you're saying that, uh, if it's on Google books, we're getting it. And that's the truth. That's unless, you know, Google books has it like completely wrong. We're not allowing anyone to edit because they might mess things up. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Okay. That sounds good. Um, see, I, I started I... thinking of, 
Oh, oh. sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I'll save that question. So uh, I was thinking about like where we where we start with all this, and it seems like additions is kind of the the best place to start because that's, I mean, more more impactful than authors or series like additions is will allow us to get better covers, better book data. And we show the, we show the the data from one of the additions on the book page. So like for instance, if you're if you're editing the edition for audiobook and adding the audiobook length, we would potentially show that audiobook length on the book page. So by completing more edition data, we're also improving the the top level book page. Um, so it made me think like this, this listing of editions page and like these edit pages for editions would probably be some of the, the first pages to really start with. Yeah, that sounds good. I mean, and... the book page is in focus, so everything th stems from that. Yeah. So I started thinking about like, what should the editions page even have? Like, um, I know you've been doing like the book page and the different tabs. So this would effectively uh -huh. be like the that tab under the books page and what we show on that page. And and I was still using kind of the old layout here, but it, this would uh, this would the overall layout would kind of change. So I'm thinking about it more of just like this little bit of content that shows up in the tabs, kind of the important part. Yeah, that's perfect. I mean, uh, we can definitely swap this to the new layout that's not important but uh, it will allow us to yeah have so basically uh over here is what we list in a similar way to what we do in the book drawer in the new book drawer when uh, you're able to set the edition that you're reading right so exactly. the edition card okay perfect probably with like a it. probably with like a more elaborate card because it won't need to be as small as the drawer, but similar concept and similar data or similar. Similarly, we're showing all the additions here. Yeah, that's perfect. I like your notebook, by the way. I like this <laughs> really pointed out. It has a, it's a, I, I really like this, these moleskins with like the, the okay, fabric cover. Okay, yeah. Oh yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, I've, I've I've switched to the the dot ones instead of the the lined ones because yeah. they they feel less busy. They do, and they're perfect for layouts. Yeah. So yeah, okay. I, so I, this would be the addition. Perfect. Yeah, I know in our book drawer, um, we're we were focusing on um, like the ability to change the, the format. So, you know, um, reading audio or ebook, because that's kind of the, the quickest way to filter on, on the, like the book button drawer for like, you know, currently reading and yeah, exactly. So I just wanted to bring this in for context for everybody who's watching. Yeah, this is yeah. what we're working on for the new book drawer. Okay, so uh, yeah, go ahead. So I'm thinking like um, when it comes to filtering the entire list of editions, I was trying to narrow it down to like what what are what's our hypothesis on how what people how are people going to filter this list of editions? Like what's going to be the most important ways of filtering it? Because I feel like this this one with the the format. I feel like that's the most important way of filtering when you're decide when you're marking like what book you read. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I wonder if on this page it might be um, different because there might be a different goal in mind when you're browsing this editions page. Yeah, definitely. I like that it has like multiple dimensions to it. So the language one is pretty important because we have books that have a lot of languages associated with them, especially the more popular books. So uh, finding the one that you're actually reading 
uh, yeah, that would be way better in this uh, uh, in this setup. Yeah, I was trying to think if there were any other like data about the addition that would be most useful to like filter by here. Or mm, have, I like, was thinking, yeah, yeah maybe. Uh, well, it's a it's a, sh a pretty tricky one, I guess. But uh, filtering the additions uh, by the amount of info they have, but I'm not really sure how to, uh, yeah, actually filter that. So if an addition misses a lot of info, uh, to be able to select. Uh, the additions are to sort them by uh, how complete they are. Mm -hmm. So I'm guessing sort by completeness would be one, but I'm not sure if that's important. Maybe it's not. Maybe we can just find a way to, uh, yeah, highlight the information that's missing. I'm guessing that would be useful for uh, whoever wants to edit the info so that it stands out. But mm, that's yeah. true. Like if we, if you were wanting, if you were sorting by completeness and then you were sorting by completeness reversed, you were saying like, what are the additions that need the most help? <laughs> like what are yeah, the most exactly. incomplete additions? Yeah. Yeah. That could happen because I'm guessing if you're, uh, the incentive to edit it as one of the readers on hardcover would be, uh, I'm reading this edition. I uh, really want it to, you know, appear as complete as possible in my library. So uh, I'd uh, search for it and edit it because, you know, I want accurate data and I want to do a service to the world of books by, you know, basically, uh, uh, yeah, contributing to uh, the book data of this edition for other readers. Um, so I'm guessing they would find their edition anyway. So maybe if it's, I'm thinking, you know, from a technical perspective, it might be tough to implement this filter, but yeah, the others look. We, uh, we already have that actually. Um, like oh, okay. we, have a, we have a something called score, which is mm. a score of each edition for how much data we have about it. And right now we, we use the addition with the highest score as the one that we show on the the book page for that for that book. Or... Yeah, I forgot about that. Now that you mentioned it, yeah, we do have that. <laughs> yeah, all uh, and yeah, and that kind of makes me think. Another thing here is uh, technically different editions have different ratings, like you know. Like people are rating the book, but they're also kind of rating the edition that they read of the book. Like, so the audiobook, for instance, might have a much higher rating than the ebook, but or vice versa. I'm not sure how important that actually is, though. It's more of a, it feels more like just an interesting fact rather than a, like, I'm going to base my decision on what I read based on this rating. It feels like most people are going to, listen to the audiobook if they're audiobook listeners they're going to read the ebook if they're ebook listeners yeah but that that's an important point because uh, you know you might uh, have audiobooks where you hate the or you really love the uh, way it's uh, narrated and uh, let's say um, a specific audiobook with a specific uh, you know uh narrator narrator uh yeah would be highly ranked because of that so might be important it might also uh yeah uh make things complicated in terms of how we judge the rating of that and what rating we show uh but we're showing an average rating anyway so yeah if you wouldn't uh, like uh another book i guess uh just seeing that uh, the rating uh, for that, uh, so on the ratings page, uh, the reader rated 
the audiobook and not the hardcover would be important, right? So yeah, actually I'm guess yeah, it would, would function because we show an aggregate like an average uh rating. But uh, if you want to really go deep into uh seeing should I listen to this audiobook or you know, you'd be able to maybe filter reviews. Yeah. It's it's kinda like we don't want to show this rating if there's only like one of them for an edition. It kind of doesn't make sense to see like oh, the yeah. average rating. There needs to be some threshold where we need some number of people to have rated it. Otherwise it's too heavily skewed by one person. Yeah. True. True. I don't know what but, this number yeah. is. Uh-huh. That should cover it. I guess. I mean, you'll find <laughs> any edition that way. <laughs> um, I'm wondering what's the book with the most editions on hardcover. Uh, I'm just trying to figure out how many editions do we have to deal with. I mean, most <laughs> books probably like have just a couple, let's say yeah, two, three, four. But I, I'm guessing there are books that have. I don't know what's the number? Fifty. I know. I know. I saw that uh, the Hobbit has a lot of editions. There are 280 editions of The Hobbit. <laughs> uh, let me see, 1984 has uh, 262 editions. <laughs> okay. Well done, so, yeah. The Hobbit. Winning. <laughs> uh, wow. Okay. So that's about 230 more than my estimate. Uh, nice. We definitely need those filters. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, let's see. Are there any other like sort or sort filters or like things that come into your mind that we would want to consider at this point? I think that pretty much covers it. So the, the, the idea is to find your edition without having to browse 280 editions. Uh, so, uh, mm, that would, I guess, cover it because uh, you're going to find it in less than one minute with those filters, no matter how many editions. So for the majority of cases, I'm guessing those filters wouldn't even be needed because you're just going to have the list of, you know, <laughs> five editions. You'll see your edition, you'll click on it and you'll go there. But for, yeah, books like The Hobbit, that's when the word comes in handy and, you know, we're building it for the most uh, uh, complex uh, reading habits and the most complex readers. So yeah, that's a really good, uh, yeah, it covers everything. Cool. Pretty much. Yeah, I think, uh, I, I think, yeah, this is a good starting point. Like if we realize we need something else, like a, a full text search or something, then like that, that can also kind of already be solved by like language or, um, you know, yeah. audiobook. <laughs> you won't search too much for an edition with these filters. Yeah. Unless it's like, yeah, the, the, in your, in the worst case, you might have to go to like page two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's still good. Yeah. See, I was thinking like what this page could have on it. Um, like I hadn't really thought about much more than like just a, a whole bunch of these edition cards with some pagination. Um, mm -hmm. It's kind of keeping, keeping it simple. Not really, not really thinking about it like a, like we do for the, um, air lists where we have like mm -hmm. multiple formats of the card, <laughs> just like keeping oh, yeah. it simple with one version of the card. And it just yeah. shows it like, should just be like that single component that we reuse everywhere to yeah. Yeah, basically have an addition, uh, show, uh, the same throughout the site. So you kind of know that you're dealing with an addition, just that addition yeah. card. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And what we show on this card, 
versus what we show on like the standalone edition page, I think is we'll, we'll have to figure out like, what do people want to see at the high level versus what do people want to see at the, the detailed level? Cause I'm thinking like for this card, um, if you were to click on like the title of it, it would take you to the full edition page, which is like, a like this URL or here. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's the one that would be like, you know, if this was the Spanish, Spanish edition of a book, it would have the full Spanish title. And that'll also be good for SEO because we'll have a page that has the full Spanish title of the book and a page that has the full Portuguese title of the book and a page that has, you know, all of them. Yeah. That's going to play out really well. Uh-huh. The card looks good. I mean, I think it has all of the things it needs. So we have the the switch to edition button would basically switch the edition that you're reading to this one. Uh, the version history is the editing history, right? Or is it uh, something else? Yeah, it's the editing history. I was seeing it as kind of like a this over here um mm -hmm. this is kind of yeah. wikipedia like um but we can kind of figure out how to make this our own but yeah it's it's how to see like all the edits for this edition and be able to roll back to previous edits very easily yeah that looks great and what else does it have? I like that it has contributors. There will list like all the usernames and of all the readers who contributed, right? Exactly. And That's it would make it fast. really easy to like compare one version with another or to roll back to a version. Um, yeah. That sounds great because one of the perks of uh, doing this and helping with edition, I guess, would be mentioned on this page and we can figure out what else we can uh, we can do if we implement stuff like uh, badges or something that is uh, uh, recognition in the uh, hardcover, uh, you know, uh, network of yeah. what you did for this edition. Um, yeah, it I really like the idea of badges. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm thinking also for stats, you know, you could be uh, the top uh, editor of an edition and uh, maybe even have a ranking. We could do this. Uh, I'm guessing it's a nice game to play to, you know, improve uh, the knowledge we have uh, for, uh, uh, for books and make it actually... If there was one competition that I would join, it would be that. I mean, that would be for a really good, uh, good purpose to, you know, uh, improve the knowledge and <laughs> the, you know, actual truth or the info about uh, yeah. a book. Yeah, I, I, I like figuring out how to like reward people for doing that, even mm -hmm. if they're only doing it to help like their own library. Like that's that's I mean that's the most important part for for like yeah. people. It's that they're getting something out of um, doing it. So yeah, how we yeah how we exactly reward that's well, important. Yeah, they're also helping others. I mean, there's bound to be some person at some point, and we all know how. Uh, you know. Uh, hmm really uh, there's a lot of stuff that's missing in the book the data out there i mean there's still not a good source of uh accurate and complete information about all the books in general yeah yeah and the so, editions so yeah after people are um, oh yeah. So yeah, this switch to edition button. Uh, so yeah, kind of like you mentioned, like when we have, we have like this idea of the user, 
we, we just call it a user book. It, it represents the reader's interaction with a book. It's when they first added it to their want to read list. It's, it contains um, when they first read that book, when they most recently read that book, their rating, their review, all of that we associate with the book and with a specific edition of that book. And so one of the, I think, design decisions we've made with hardcover is that you wouldn't be able to add multiple editions of the same book to your want to read list or to your read list or anything like that. So this switch edition is, is a, uh, yeah, switching the edition that you're, you're associated with on the platform to be this specific edition. Do you think that makes sense? Like, <laughs> well, think... yeah, that definitely makes sense. And, uh, someone, there are cases we, in which readers read an audiobook and the uh, hardcover of a book. And those are two different experiences, I guess. Um, so there should be like one edition because else it would involve too much complexity. But, uh, then again, we have the reads which are associated with an edition, right? So, right. uh, the actual edition that they're shown is, uh, the edition of their choice. So anyone could switch to an edition. My question here is when they uh, click on switch to edition, that just changes uh, the edition that it's that we're showing to uh, that specific reader, right? It doesn't change the edition on one of their reads, or does it? Uh, it doesn't. Yeah, you're right. It wouldn't change the one on their reads at all. I'm thinking. Um, maybe it, it, like if they, if they, uh, if they haven't started reading the book yet and it's just on their want to read list, then when they start reading that book, it would use this edition. But if they've already started using, started reading a book or they've already read it, then it wouldn't impact any of their reads. Okay. That sounds good because, uh, each read uh, we made so that uh, uh, to cover cases when you know you might read the book in different edition. Each book has a an edition. As, each read has a, uh, uh, an edition associated with it. Uh, now, is that a good decision? I'm guessing yes. <laughs> cool, cool. Just just making sure we're on the same page. It is. It is limiting it so that people that want to rate the book in multiple formats won't be able to. But I think that's such an edge case that I've I've only seen it mentioned in like a couple of Reddit comments. I, it's never something that's come up in any of the user interviews that I've had with people. So I think mm -hmm. we're okay making a decision not to do that, at least for now. Yeah. You can always change it, it later. Can be, it can be your favorite edition because obviously, you know, if you read a book in, uh, uh, let's say you read it in, uh, I have books that I've read in Romanian and in English and I have favorite editions, probably the English one. So, uh, yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, I guess, uh, one of those edge cases. And, uh, yeah, I'd be like, completely okay setting one edition that's my favorite for a book. And at least like if you do read it multiple times in different languages, you're still going to get credit towards your goals for each of those editions because each of those is still a different read through. Yeah. So I think, I think that like if we weren't doing that goal side, then I think people would have an issue with that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But, but we're saving multiple reads and reads have, a condition uh, associated yeah. with it. So yeah, that should be, yeah. I think the way it's shown versus the way you read it uh, are two different things. So we're uh, providing uh, support for each of those, I guess, through the multiple reads. Uh, by the way, does uh, Goodreads have multiple reads available? I didn't check. So if they you reread the book. They do. Um, for them, since 
all of the books on Goodreads are an addition. If you read the audiobook and the physical book, you're effectively just reading two separate, completely different books that have their own ratings. Um, they both have a parent book that's the same, but they're yeah. they're in two separate spots. You can review them separately, um, or you could review them the same. It's it's kind of confusing. There are like so many editions that have like reviews that are similar to another book that has the exact same reviews. It's yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. I think, I think this organizational structure will, will be easier for people to find what they're looking for. <laughs> yeah. It's the same book. If you listen to it, it's not going to be like a whole different book. It's going to be a different reading experience, but it's not going to be a different book. There was a, one other thing that came up while I was like doing this, that I was imagining that I would, like personally be interested in on this either on this edition card or on the, the edition page. And it was like the idea. Uh, and I saw this on, on your uh, book prototype as well. It was like, how do we like, could we mark this as owned in some way? Cause yeah. this is, this is like the point where you would want to be able to mark it as owned at the edition level. But you might also want to just do it at the book level if you don't care about the edition specifically. So true. That's, uh, that's both could be valid. Uh, I mean, uh, you are right. That's why I actually took it out of the prototype that you know you gotta mark your specific edition as owned. Uh, at the book level, it could uh, work in the way that you are marking the main edition, so you're, you'd be uh, marking the most popular edition that we're showing as owned. And in case you have a different edition that you own, when you go to editions, if you mark a different edition as owned, uh, that edition appears in your uh, owned library. So the default, I'm guessing, would be the best edition, the one with the best score. So the one we show, if you're not, if you haven't like switched to any of the other editions, but uh, on this page, if you mark it as red, maybe it could switch to that. So we could have it on the main book page and on this card as well. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Having it, having it in both places makes sense. One so one, yeah. One thing one thing that came to mind was something almost not to add this to the book button, but to uh, like if the owned button on a book page effectively was saying like what what versions of this book do you own? <laughs> but that might be okay. Too much. So um, this is in case you own multiple editions, right? Yeah, or even just to select the edition that you do own from the book page. Well, that sounds good. It could work like that. Uh, I'm guessing most of the times uh, people would just mark the most popular edition because that would be like wildly more uh, popular. But yeah, then again, I've read lots of translated books that are like, yeah, they're not definitely not the main edition. So that could work. We could have it as, uh, uh, or it could take you to a different page and you just like mark your edition. Yeah, either way, this could be like a fast way of doing it. But then again, mm -hmm. for if you want to replicate uh, what uh, you own, I think you're um, happy to spend a bit of time. So just going to the book page and then browsing the editions and marking your edition as zones. That doesn't seem like uh, really, uh, let's say, arduous task. It's, it should be pretty, pretty fast, I'm guessing. But yeah, yeah, if we can do it so that it works on mobile, that's my only thing. It has to work on mobile. Um, yeah. This would ideally be like a thing, uh, you know, when in the drawer, when 
you uh, tap something and we're doing that nice interaction when it moves to the side and then, you know, you get this. So it's basically like this two panel interaction, but on mobile, you just see one panel and then it animates to the next one. Right. We can make it like that for mobile. May and maybe I mean that's a good interaction to make as a component. So if something has like different levels to it on desktop, it could be like multiple panels, but on mobile it would have to uh basically move between panels because mm-hmm. you know you're seeing uh just like a slither of of the screen you'd see on on desktop. So yeah, if we could make that interaction into a component and use it here as well, I'm guessing that would work. Yeah, I can see that. And I'm thinking like, what uh, what stands out as like the information that would be relevant here? Like, you know, yes, no on if they own own each edition. I feel like there's also the potential that people would want to know like other information about it, like how many copies, <laughs> when, <laughs> when, wow. where, like there's, there's so many data points we could use there, but I feel like just the yes, no is like the 95% case that solves like the Pareto 80, <laughs> 20. Yeah. Let's 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 at least do it like that, and then we can veto like uh, uh, other uh, options in there. I'd say, uh, yeah. or like, have I loaned this copy out to someone who? <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, loaned out could be like a separate field, I guess. Even on the book page, if you loan it, um, well, you could create a list of loaned out books at. On, on second thought. So it That's would work true. like that. Yeah. I'm thinking the owned, uh, uh, if you check an edition or a book as owned, uh, it could appear in a list just as like the currently reading or uh, want to read books appear in, a, in an airbooks list. Uh, there could be like a known list that when you check this, uh, it either if you check it on the book page, it puts the main edition in that list. Or if you check it at an edition level, it puts that edition in that in that mm. list. Would that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, that wouldn't be too hard. Like, especially if the the ownership flag is on the book itself, because then, like, you could oh, yeah. you could uh, we could have a, a list that's. It's not like a status list. It's more of like just a owned books list <laughs> and it's yeah, your books exactly. across all. But but right now, every every uh, user book needs a status, which is where that becomes a little tricky because. Yeah, well, if yeah. you own it, you'd at least. So if you click owned, it would automatically maybe uh, check the one three doesn't uh at least let's say you wouldn't want to own any books that you wouldn't want to read or haven't read yet right yeah that's yeah unless you're like a library or like a collector (laughs) Mm, true but even then i mean as a librarian you'd want to (laughs) so right yeah yeah. Ideally, you'd want to read any book in your library. So I'm guessing, yeah, uh, what would be like a way to avoid that? Because, yeah, if it gets on the list, yeah, we could have it so that you can add the books with no status if you just own them. But I'm thinking that might be a bit weird. So, yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess, uh, it's kind of like with lists, like you can add books to lists, even though you've never read the book. Um, Ooh, I guess the that's... easiest way to do this was would be to create a list called owned that everyone has. <laughs> yeah, and the... <laughs> exactly. And, it could and be then hidden or like uh, not 
appear in lists. I mean, it could be like on the same, yeah, what could it be? So it could either be on the same level as currently reading, uh, or it can just show up on your lists page. And yeah. maybe if you want, you can disable it or hide it. You just hide it. Yeah. That will solve it. And uh, the ownership was mentioned a couple of times in uh, uh, when I uh, talked to some uh, some of the readers using hardcover. So it would be nice to have that on the uh, list. Yeah, it it kind of brings me back to the idea we had a while ago of like uh, smart lists which were like mm. lists that were effectively like saved searches where, you know, you, you select some filters and then you hit save and it saves that list to your account. And then anytime you pull it up, it's like, it's, it's querying all of the books you've ever interacted with for whatever the query is. In this case, that query would be like owned true <laughs> or owned copies yeah. greater than zero or something like that. Um, yeah, that could work. Be another way, but yeah. Anyways, I feel like we're uh, uh, that, that that was a that was a fun tangent, but yeah, yeah. it'll need need more more research. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it could be on the edition level at least, uh, yeah. and we could add it to a list of own books, and then decide where to show it, maybe just to have it on the back end because then it's going to be easy to uh yeah actually decide yeah. where to show it but that, yeah, that wouldn't mean you have to go back to the uh to editing the book uh, data structure for for that so yeah yeah the easiest way would be to make it so that there's a a button with an addition and when you click that button Effectively, in the background, we we find or create a new list called owned books. And for that list, we add this edition of this book to that list. And to the user, it just looks like they've they, they manually created the list and added a book to it. But from an interaction standpoint, they just clicked a button saying, I own this. Yeah. I mean, that would work. It would be... Yeah. That would be that would be really easy. Like I could implement that today. Like that's how easy that is. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm yeah. guessing let's put it there because uh, owned is definitely something uh, readers have asked for. So yeah. we could just throw it in there. Uh, I can fetch it from uh, where was it? The oh, right, yeah. book you, page. You Single think, book page. You think it's going to be better than my my mockup here? I mean, it's, mm, definitely it's gonna, not. <laughs> Definitely not, but you know. <laughs> what? What do you know? It isn't. It really isn't. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, I'm just gonna. <laughs> cool. just, yeah. Uh, make this. This and. And, and what's kind of nice about this is that when it is added to that list, um, lists also have a. Uh, a reason for every book. So they could put whatever they want about their ownership of that book in that list. Like they could say, like, I own this book. I, I loaned it out to this person. I bought it exactly. at this, this place, whatever, yep. whatever arbitrary data they want to store as part of the ownership of their book, they could, they could do it. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. And you have like a management of all owned books and you track them like, differently than the books you've read in general. Yeah. And and it would be a, an air list. So they would be able to, you know, do anything you're able to do with an air list yeah. already. Nice. Yeah. That'd be well, cool. Yeah. I think people yeah. are going to use that. Yeah. I think, I think, I think we came up with a, a smart way to leverage the work we've already done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it's about time, you know, <laughs> that our efforts in keeping it organized pay off, I guess. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, that's perfect. Um, well, well, this looks good. Yeah. 
Um, I'm really liking, you know, the way it's shaping up to allow for that complexity. This is, I think, the most complex uh, part of the whole thing. You know, the book editions are, yeah, uh, yeah. a huge endeavor. Um, <laughs> and this would cover finally all of the things that make a book, you know, what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm liking this. And for the editing, um, maybe we can cover this uh, in the next uh, week's uh, show. Uh, I'm guessing it would sh it should follow the same structure and just be like a really easy thing you can do on your phone. And uh, yeah, just uh, have it. If we have it at the edition level, and maybe, you know, I'm guessing for the description, that's one of the parts that will live to, uh, you know, uh, the algorithm, maybe. Uh, like if we get uh, the OpenAI API to work with uh, the description, that would be great. <laughs> um, yeah. 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 I like good. that too. Cool. Yeah. Um, so Great. yeah, I was, I was thinking I'd probably start like implementing this, this page as like something functional, even if it's not like pretty yet, <laughs> uh -huh. just, just well, to we get have it. The designs for the, uh, yeah, it, it, it can follow, you know, roughly the designs of that, or I think, uh, yeah, I can start uh, having it in design as as well because it's gonna be a tab that uh, should be there uh i got if you go to the uh books page just to uh the single book page just to give everyone an update oh. yeah uh, this nice. is how it looks currently with the um with the header as well and uh it's pretty exciting. So we got the ratings mm. in. We've got uh, the friends who read this, which is going to be really, really like interesting. And uh, it shows uh, what friends uh, left a review and uh, what friends, uh, how many stars that review has, uh, where it's available from. And it also uh, shows uh, maybe uh, this is like, uh, work in progress, but it could show similar books on the next level and then what books f friends that read this book also liked, which are similar to this book. And then maybe mm -hmm. some uh, words and mentions and characters, and I actually got those from the uh, OpenAPI <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, uh, oh, yeah, from the uh, ChatGPT actually. Uh, yeah, it, I just asked for a JSON uh, file of uh, all the characters uh, uh, in uh, in this book, and uh, I think they're good. I have to double check them, but I think they might be okay. But again, this is another thing where uh, we can get uh, the first like pass at the data, and then yeah, see uh, if uh, we can allow uh, readers to edit it just to have you know that. Uh, first data for a book and yeah yeah and i think uh characters and awards are both going to be uh, two-dimensional tags kind of similar to genres moods content warnings like you know cornelius snow is basically a, a tag that we can apply to any book and that way when we click on cornelius snow we'll be able to go to that character and see all the books that are tagged with that character <laughs> yeah and the mentions in discussions so maybe someone wants to mm. tag the characters in a book and i'm thinking that could also be uh yeah uh in the grand scheme of things another thing that can show up on that page so that's cool yeah, yeah. 
yeah, I'm really liking this. And and this little rating widget at the top is really cool. Like it's it feels very clear like what's going on. Yeah. I Your wonder rating is marked. Yeah. I wonder about one other thing here is like if we want to show the average rating of the book. Uh yes. I actually I think this was supposed to be the average rating. And your rating would be uh, in yellow like here. So let's put the point well, 4.3, like average rating, and yours yeah. would be a 4.5. That makes sense. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot to change that. And you could have, I mean, we could actually put it underneath, but yeah, maybe just like that. Keep it, keep it simple. Yeah, I, I think that works. Nice. Wow, yeah. it, it is raining very hard here now. <laughs> yeah, I was hearing something. Oh, wow, that's rain. I would sleep like hell on that sound. Oh, it's great. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> but cool. Um... Yeah. Good progress on this. I mean, I can't wait to get this uh, actually out there. And yeah, very cool. See it live. I'll uh, I'll probably start on some of the edition pages this week, and maybe try to get that ownership feature in. Because, I mean, while I'm doing the edition pages, might as well add it. <laughs> yeah, of course. That sounds good. I mean, some people would be really happy to, to see that. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it also gives us. Like uh, a thing we can say to libraries, I actually wanted to visit some independent libraries I've been passing by and see what they think about us. See, you know, if they'd be willing to create an account and yeah, actually use this. So this is like a great feature to kick off that discussion since, you know, we're doing it. So that's good. Perfect. Well, then until next time for cover number nine. <laughs> cool. Have a good week, stay. Talk to you later. Great. Have a good one. Bye. <laughs> Bye.